Welcome back to another episode of Tip of the Antler. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. We are thrilled to have you. So, I'm um, going to get started by saying this podcast is not lighthearted, but it is where we are discussing some difficult things. Starting off with the current state of COVID on campus right now. Um, it's Thursday. I'm talking to you guys from quarantine. I mean, all of Dockery's in quarantine, as well as currently Merrill. Um, I think we have around three positive cases on campus right now. Um, and we're just awaiting for updates. Um, I think the next one's coming at 2 p.m. tomorrow about whether or not people can practice sports, weekend activities, and all that kind of stuff. So you'll find out about that um, probably before this comes out. So <laughs> I really hope that we can uh, continue to go stay in person and uh, finish the end of the quarter strong. But, uh, you know, it all depends, I guess. Yeah, uh, whatever it takes to keep high. everyone safe. Yeah, whatever it takes. But we got, we're keeping our hopes high. On to other news. The impeachment trial just ended recently. I think it was on February the 13th it ended. Um, Trump was acquitted because he was not a standing president in office. But it could still be tried in civil court. What do you guys think about that? Um... I mean, try, trialing him in civil court's not gonna prevent him from running again. So um, I don't really see the purpose of trying him in civil court. Um, but I think he'll be he'll be really old by the time that he can he can run again. I don't know if he'll have another term in him. I mean, I also like to point out he had a, like this quote that he said that if Biden won, he would go into hiding and never talk to the public again. So something along those lines. We can just hope for the best, you know. It's uh, Donald Trump, so you have to take what he says with a grain of salt. So currently, there's a very serious and devastating issue going on in Texas right now, as I'm sure many of you listeners know about this. It's all over social media, all over the news. Um, there's blackouts in the entire state. And we can we can ask yourself why this is happening. And the short answer is, is global warming. Uh, and there's a the longer answer, which um, basically the... There's a jet stream uh, in the northern hemisphere of, of the Earth, and it's like pressure. It's like pressured air that holds something called the polar vortex. It's a large area of cold air in the northern part of the hemisphere. Uh, normally, it it spins around and and keeps it up north, but an influx in the jet stream has allowed for a, a part of the polar vortex to reach the central and eastern parts of the U.S. Uh, causing for bitterly cold Arctic air to bring in uh, all kinds of unseen weather to the south and in Texas, which uh, Texas was not prepared for this at all. And it caused a lot of natural gas pipelines to to freeze. Um, and people's homes in, in Texas, they're not insulated. So this drop in temperature caused uh, an over-demand of, of energy and like, shorted the circuits and they just couldn't keep up with the demand. So this has been going on since since Monday, uh, February 14th on Valentine's Day. Kind of ironic. Um, yeah. Um, Jeremy, has anything like this ever happened before? Uh, in 2011, I'm pretty sure, um, something similar to this happened and it was not on on anywhere close to this kind of scale. Like, but yeah, uh, it's, it's happened before and there's just a lot of uh, fingers being pointed about who's to blame, you know? Um, 
the government was trying to blame renewable energy, like wind and solar, because there was a lot of wind turbines that were that were frozen. But um, renewable energy only only uh, calls for about seven percent of Texas power. So this this claim is just false. I think the real the real problem the real issue is uh, Texas's power grid. It's it's separate from the other two, the Western interconnect and the Eastern internet interconnect. Texas actually has its own interconnect. It's owned by a privatized company called uh, Aircot. They just experienced a demand overload, which is partly to blame for the power outages, but it's um, it was also due to the weather, which is no one's to blame for the weather. You can't point fingers at anyone because it snowed or because um, of something like that. But uh, the pipes were just not designed for this this type of weather like they are up north. Uh, so some of them are just they're just freezing and they can't get energy to people who need it. You come from a place like New England or the Midwest and that cold. When you go to some place like Texas where it's usually hot weather year round and they maybe don't get as much, it can really cripple their infrastructure. And it's really something that you have to remember. Um, what are some ways that people in Texas are reacting to all of this? Um, well, Texas was just overly unprepared for, for this. And um, it's claimed a lot of lives. And that number is just growing. Um, don't call me on this. But as of right now, I believe 36 people have died. And that number is, is climbing. I think just yesterday, it was 21. Um, I think, like I said earlier, there's 4 million people without power and running water. And um, that this is just excluding car related accidents. Like the roads are this, they don't have plows, they don't have salt um, to salt the roads. People are, people are looking for, for different kinds of ways to stay warm, whether that's going into the car and running the car. Um, uh, I know some, some people, I've read stories that some people are actually turning their car on in the garage. And um, if you didn't know that that releases carbon monoxide, and if you leave your car running in the garage too long, then you can suffer um, some, from something called carbon monoxide poisoning, which is you don't know what's happening until it's too late. Um, so I think that that's claimed some lives. And um, other people are lighting candles, um, lighting their fireplaces just to stay warm. They're starting fires inside their houses. And um, there's been some instances where people actually have caught their houses on fire because of this and um, experts are saying that they don't see any, they don't have a precedent date where, where this is gonna end so they can't give the public a, a time uh, expectancy so people could be living like this for, for months. Um, and it's just really scary. Uh, I can't even imagine what I would do like without power for a week. Like <laughs> it's, um, it's crazy. I think it reminds me a lot about um, a large ice storm I had when I was little. I think it was around 2008 or 9, and everyone was just completely unprepared for it. You know, pipes were bursting. Everything was just going wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think things like this are going to start happening more and more frequently. One way that the uh, electric company, ERCOT, is trying to do to compensate for for this over demand is by implementing something called rolling blackouts, um, where some households have power and then others don't, and then the cycle switches. But this has proven to not be the case. 
where in this life-threatening situation, people are without power for right now it's three days, four days. Um, but we're going to be looking longer than that. It would be looking at a week. We would be looking at two weeks. And these rolling blackouts are just something that they're saying that they're doing to satisfy the public, but it's, it's really a lie. All the power is going to these larger corporations, the ones who are bringing in the money and um, day-to-day people like, uh, like you and me, they're, they're suffering from this immensely. So I think this really goes to show the issues with, with capitalism. Um, that energy has now become more about money than people's well-being. But capitalism is, is the least of our problems right now. Uh, it's all part of a much more complex issue, which is uh, climate change and, and global warming, which the events in Texas are a direct result of. So I believe climate change poses probably one of the largest, if not the largest threat to the future of humanity. And the things going in on in Texas right now is only the beginning. Um, I believe that we have much more unseasonable and unpredictable weather in the future and that this is only the tip of the iceberg, per se. NASA recently announced that 2020 tied the warmest year on record, which was 2016. This is an example of human impact on the climate, which increases the temperature. We expect to have records that will continue to be broken unless we do something about it quickly. Rising is mainly due to human activities, specifically greenhouse gas emissions like carbon dioxide and methane being released into the atmosphere. So emission, greenhouse emissions like carbon dioxide and methane um, are, are warming up the atmosphere at, at faster and faster rates. And they're causing for um, many, many influxes and changes in not only our, our weather, but um, the earth coming, becoming warmer. Uh, which is good for some places, like some places might might want warmer temperature, but in places where it's already really hot, it's going to become hotter. The faster our oceans will warm and the ice caps are going to melt with increasing sea levels. Uh, we can expect more unusual weather, extreme hot, extreme cold, uh, huge storms, tsunamis, change in tides, and new challenges are going to continue to rise as we get deeper and deeper into this problem. Um, and I think one of the largest uh, things is individual behavior is not going to fix climate change. So a lot of like things like people becoming vegan or uh, buying electric cars, it's, it's all good, but it's not going to solely affect the direction that our climate is taking. But becoming aware of what's going on and acknowledging social habits that impact climate change is the first step. But we're, we're drastically behind the uh, curve and we need to take action fast. So a mass change across society is needed to make an impact. I'm, I'm, I'm actually um, personally invested into this issue. In the future, I plan on studying geophysics or studying something that I can make an impact on the environment. Um, and if you want to know more about climate change, including the evidence, causes, effects, and solutions, you can go to climate.nasa.gov. That's where I got a lot of information from for this podcast, and they have a lot of really good, really good stuff on there. Um, again, that's climate.nasa.gov.
Okay, guys, sorry I didn't talk that much this time. I've been struggling with the Wi-Fi right here. Um, but as always, make sure you guys follow us on um, PD underscore weekly at Instagram. And make sure you're checking out um, pdweekly.com and reading all of our new articles. I'm starting a, a new podcast called What Would Happen If? And it's all theoretical. I'm going to be covering topics like what would happen if the entire world population suddenly became vegan. So I'm not sure where it's going yet, but um, I'll keep make sure to keep you listeners updated. Um, we're also starting a, a book share. So you can email any one of us, Bradley, Sarah, or myself with uh, good books that you've read recently. Um, I've been reading a couple of good books myself and we would love to know what you guys are reading. So shoot us an email um, just with some books. Keep up with what's going on in the world by going on to wapdweekly.com to read our news articles. And as always, thank you for listening.